Edwards will be escaping from the 18-yard line. How in the world did that happen? You are listening to the Philly Fever Podcast with Lucas Nightage, Jack Herr, and Travis Gear. What's up, everybody? Back with another episode of the Philly Fever podcast. I'm Lucas here with, of course, Jack and Travis. How are we doing today? I'm so excited. Whoa, let's go, Trav. <laughs> I'm so excited. We got, we got a pretty uh, controversial topic here, so better, you guys better get ready. We're, we're, today we are discussing Bryce Harper's plan for the uh, 2020 MLB season and, and future MLB and future MLB seasons, as well as uh, Blake Snell and Harper's comments regarding uh, if MLB players should play with pay cuts, which is what the MLB is planning to do. All right, Jack, take us away. Mm-hmm. So, as many of you hopefully know, uh, Bryce Harper is actually kind of – I'd consider him like a baseball activist in a way. Um, as a player, he's pretty, he's pretty vocal in terms of – influencing the game and other players. So he definitely did that recently. Uh, He made an Instagram post. This was on May 18th. um, That was detailing his proposal for a potential MLB season uh, during this pandemic. Um, And we know the MLB has come out with their slew of own proposals, but Bryce, he definitely, he made sure to stress that the ultimate priority would be the health and safety of players, staff, workers, fans, and everyone's families, um, which I think we can all agree with, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, yeah. Like, we don't want sports to come back if it means sacrificing uh, the health and safety of other people. But um, what, what we plan on doing is going through each sort of segment of Bryce's proposal, giving our takes on it, and then at the end, giving an overall take on the proposal. So first... Bryce says there would be an East and West conference for the MLB, similar to how the NBA is structured. Um, And this would kind of keep teams geographically separated. Um, This reduces travel costs and also prevents cross-country travel, spreading of the virus. I think this is a really good idea. What do you guys think, Lucas? Personally, I think think – that's not really straying that far away from the MLB's original proposal. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that's sort of what they were leaning towards already. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's a great way to sort of keep people as separated as possible, not have them have to travel as much. Of course, cut down costs, which is something that the MLB desperately needs, um, and especially in this situation because it, without fans, they're losing forty percent of their revenue for the year. Yeah, I mean, I think East, the East-West, like the NBA, is quite possibly the perfect thing for for uh, these for for this year. Yeah, I think this one's pretty obvious. I don't think it's really debatable at all that the MLB is going to come back, and whether it's two leagues, three divisions, whatever, it's going to be geographically separated. I think mm-hmm. we all know that's what has to happen. Right. Okay. All right, so next up, um, he says there will be 135 total games, which actually he's like he's saying we're starting in the beginning of July, and then it's kind of nonstop games after games 
going all the way to through the middle of November. So the original MLB proposal was 82 games. Bryce is tacking on – how much is that? Like, sorry, math, 50, 50 more games, 53 52. more games. Yeah. 52 more games. All right, St. Joe's. <laughs> Um, and then he also he gives a little detail because off days would be important. Like players need rest. Of course. Um, he says there would be an off day every two weeks on a Monday, uh, and there would be a seven inning double header the Sunday before. Um, Trav, what do you think about this? I don't like this. I mean, like as a from a fan perspective, yeah, it's a you know more games the better. You know, we want more games. Those double headers would be fun, but. Overall, I don't think it's smart to have this many games in such a short period of time with such little rest, especially the doubleheaders. And I don't really see – I don't see the need to just try to cram all these games in. And the, I don't like that he's going to be sacrificing innings. I know it's only two innings, but, you know, a baseball game is nine innings. An MLB game is nine innings. And you're sacrificing these innings to force in more games, to force in doubleheaders. And it's just – in my opinion, it's just – too few off days. Like, but, you know, if this is what the players want, if they think they can handle, you know, this many games, I mean, I'm not going to stop them. I'll watch the games. I'll be excited. And I'm not the one playing. So if they're fine with it, I mean, I guess it works. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, I, I doubt the majority of players will be fine with this, especially pitchers. Um, to get that little rest – it's going to be really tough on their bodies. I personally think if they do go through with anything like this, extending the games into the hundreds, it's going to result in a ton of injuries. And, you know, that, that's detrimental to any team, any attempt at coming back. Uh, Lucas, what's your take? Yeah, I agree. I mean, at this point with that many games, you sort of got to think about the players here. Uh, I just think 135 games playing nonstop like that with a rest only every – two weeks um, plus, plus a double header the day before. It's just, I think it's just too much on the players at, the, at that point. Um, me personally, I'd veto that. Yeah. I, I don't see this one being possible. I, I like the 82 games. I think it was a yeah, fair yeah, amount. It's reasonable. Yeah. It's not trying to squish. Yeah. Bryce, what are you thinking here, man? What are you thinking? All right. Uh, next. We got when Bryce listens to this, he'll be like, Oh, how how could I be so stupid? <laughs> Come on, Bryce. Listen to Philly Fever Pod, man. <laughs> All right. Uh next up we got so we're gonna he says we should expand the rosters. Wait, no, he actually says so he says thirty man roster with a six man rotation. Um and then he's also open to the universal DH idea, which was discussed in earlier MLB proposals. Um, to me, this is a positive, but what do you guys think? Um, me personally, uh, what the, I mean, what I've heard of what the MLB is proposing is that they'd have 50 player rosters, uh, to include more, uh, minor leaguers. And personally, I like that better than just the 30 players because yes, while 50 players does seem like a lot, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be like all in the dugout at the same time. And also it would give more minor leaguers a chance to actually play in the big not only play in the big leagues but actually have a job you know six-man rotation i don't see that as that big of a deal i mean there there are very few of them but uh there are teams that do have a six-man rotation already 
Um, so I don't see that as a huge change, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's true. That would be detrimental to the Phillies because our back, our back three would just be awful. God, yeah, I forgot, yeah. yeah. Instead of just having our back two be awful. Um, and then, of course, the DH, the universal DH has been being has been pushed for years now, and I feel like everyone likes that. That's that's a that's that's just a win all around, I think, for everybody. Yeah, Jeff. I think I I agree with Lucas for the most part. Like on the expanding rosters. I think it's pretty obvious to expand the rosters, and I think it should be, you know, expanded more than what Harper said when you're, you know, having six-man rotations and you're also having players play a lot more games so you can get them more off days than just that one every 14 days. Um, I think you have to expand rosters and, you know, get those minor leaguers up there because, you know, who even knows if they'll have a season as well. Um, And then with the pitchers, uh, I think six-man rotation is kind of necessary when you're again when you're just playing this many games. A five-man rotation, you know, you're throwing in double headers. You're basically playing out a game every day. I think you got to have an extra guy in the uh, rotation. As for the DH, I'm actually one of the people that doesn't really want a universal DH. Um, but that's kind of I think that's kind of besides the point here because what I put down is like I think that's kind of a doesn't really have to do with the whole uh, corona situation. That's just kind of a general uh, change that I know it's going to happen, but that doesn't really, you know, affect – it doesn't contribute to the situation we're in now. It's not really uh, – you know, it's just a general change for the future. Well, what's your reasoning that you don't – that you wouldn't want the universal DH? I mean, I mean it's, not, it's not that on topic, but I'm curious. Yeah, it's just like a personal preference. Yeah, I like seeing pitchers hit. I like seeing kind of like the strategy that goes into putting your pitcher in the lineup. Yeah. It's really just a personal thing. I don't think it's really – I know most most people want that DH, but I just kind of like having pitchers in the lineup. True. Uh, yeah, Trav, I was going to say a lot of people actually don't want the universal DH exactly for the reason you said. Like It adds a cool level of strategy into the game for National League teams. I don't know. I'm a proponent of it. I think it's a good idea, Trav. I do really understand, though, it makes sense to have – both the leagues at the, you know, doing the same thing, either no DH or both DH, like, I think that's the strongest reasoning for it. It doesn't really make sense to have the two leagues doing different things. And I guess now that I think about it, if you're going to do East versus West, you're going to have to, you're going to be combining the two leagues, teams with DHs and teams without DHs. So you're going to have to do something to keep it steady. Um, I mean, me personally, just regarding the universal DH front, how many pitchers can you name that, actually contribute to their like actually contribute to their hitting team Madison Bumgarner um I I personally I mean I can only name maybe like him honestly off the top of my head who who legitimately contribute to their to their offense I'd see I see no problem taking pictures out of out of the out of the hitting lineup I mean I never said they were good hitters <laughs> yeah but I just feel like the whole thing they're, about- they're trash hitters yeah, I just feel like the whole thing about how it adds, um, like, what was it? It, just, it adds strategy. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think people have weird takes on it. I'm going to be real. But I respect either decision if you want it or don't want it. I'm definitely in the camp of we should expand the DH to the NL. It just seems more fair to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on from that one. 
Next, this is where it gets really interesting. And I actually, this is like my favorite part of the proposal. So this is where he starts to talk about the playoffs. Um, so there would be a 10-team round robin, uh, which is like similar to the College World Series format. So each series would be three games. The winner moves on, and the loser plays another loser in a one-game wild card. The winner of that wild card game continues on, and the loser is eliminated. So I think this is a cool idea. Uh, it's inventive. It's innovative. It's exciting. Um, I think this would definitely – not that baseball playoffs aren't exciting, but I think this would bring a whole new level of attention um, and media coverage to it. Lucas, what do you think? Yeah, I actually, I actually really like that because I feel like what's lacking from the MLB playoffs and even the NBA playoffs is that the NFL does really well is that it just doesn't really seem like there's really – it's not like a do-or-die situation, you know? Like, like in the NFL, it's you play a game, you win, you, you move on, you lose, you're out, man. Yeah. And, and I feel like this adds more – like this adds more intensity to the game. And I feel, like, I feel like it could get more people to watch, honestly, because I feel like people think that baseball is kind of a boring game, people who haven't grown up with it. So I feel like adding this intensity – to the playoffs is just will will get more people attracted to the game and just honestly just make it more fun for the viewer. Yeah, I I like what you said. Like the NBA also has a problem with this. When you have seven game series, each individual game often like it might not mean the same as an NFL game where it's one game winner win or go home. So yeah, I think this adds more importance to each game, Trav. I just don't I don't see why you have to do this now like in this season where everything is just changing around maybe just to try it out but I just thought this is just kind of a general kind of a weird change to put in this spot you know like it doesn't have to do with the current uh corona situation there's really no reason to completely rehaul the whole NF or whole playoff uh uh format I I would argue sorry Lucas you go ahead uh, I think that it was more geared towards like I think I think it makes the playoffs shorter, right? Am, am I am I wrong about that? I feel like how how long is MLB playoffs usually? Like it's it's like all of October into November. I feel like this would make the uh, I I think it would probably make it shorter, and I don't know maybe be doing less exposure. I don't know, but I've, I feel like that's that's one reasoning behind it. I think that this is an example of Bryce's, um, his activism, because this is such a tumultuous time in the MLB and in all sports. It's open to these radical changes, um, you know, that you wouldn't see in a regular season. And because we're, you know, we're kind of looking for different ways to approach a season, I actually think this is a really smart move by Bryce saying the MLB playoffs while they're exciting for baseball fans, for a lot of people, they're, not, they're just not that interesting. So I think this adds a level of intensity that garners a lot of new coverage and attention you know, by the younger generation to baseball, which I think is a crucial part in growing the sport. I mean, I know we, we have talked about this before, that uh, we like the playoff format because it brings the best team we feel it brings the best team to the World Series. The best team wins. 
And, you know, when you change the format, I don't know if that happens anymore. I do agree with you in a sense that because of, ha- because of how the round robin is just set up, maybe the best team does not win every time. But I still think it just makes it more exciting, honestly. I mean, in the NFL, not necessarily the best team always wins. And that's just how it is. I mean, look at the Ravens last year. They were obviously better than the Titans, but they still, but they still lost. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a terrible thing that the best team doesn't win. But, I mean, I can see, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, actually, Trav, I do agree. Like, I forget which podcast. Maybe it was the Phillies one that will be coming out in a few more weeks. But we talked about how the Nationals won the World Series last year. And in my opinion, the Nationals were definitely not the best team in the league. There were some stacked teams like the um, the Yankees, especially the Dodgers, that were definitely better than the Nationals, I think, but they were able to win the World Series. So maybe there isn't a problem with the, you know, the randomness, the excitement of MLB playoffs. That's a good point. I just really don't get it. I don't because it's such a made it's such a major rehaul. It seems weird to propose it you know, in this, you know, pretty much proposal that's more centered around just this year. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, kind of going off that, the World Series would still be the same, as Bryce says. Two teams remaining. It's a seven-game series, the October Classic. Um, he says that they get two days off before the series begins to rest after that crazy round-robin tournament style. Um and then he also says um, in those two, get two days, that uh, two days of rest, there could be the All-Star Game, the MLB Awards Ceremony, the Home Run Derby. I think he's kind of just throwing these things in as like a, you know, these are great ways for the MLB to earn revenue. So why not make it a more appealing plan? But, um, yeah, Lucas, what do you think? I do, I do agree that it could be a good way to gain revenue for the MLB. But to be honest, kind of like, kind of like what Travis has been saying, I just don't see it. Personally, I don't see a point to that one. I feel like there's just so much change, all that that's happening. I feel like is an All Star game and like a home run derby. I love the I love the home run derby so much, but is that really necessary in a time like this? Especially after they played 135 games plus playoffs, and would the World Series teams be in it because they because that would just be a that'll be a lot a lot more baseball before the World Series happens, and after after like what if you're in the World Series was that like upwards of 150 games, in in three months like, four, or like five more like five months but still, that's just I feel like that would just get to be too much. I feel like uh All Star Game and Home Run Derby and all that while it is a great money getter and it's good for the fans, I feel like it's just not very it's just not practical in, in what we're trying to do here. Yeah, for the World Series, I think this whole time I've kind of been sounding like I don't really want anything to change. That's <laughs> not really going to change here. I like that the World Series stays at the seven-game, you know, classic World Series. And, Lucas, I get what you were saying about the home run derby and the all-star game and stuff, like, especially, you know, because you're going to have to get all the players to wherever you're doing this also more travel, possibly across the country. But I think, like, the way he wrote it, it sounded like he was just kind of throwing out ideas, like, you know, if we wanted, we could do this then. Like, he didn't seem like he was that serious about it. So I get what you're saying. And, I, you know, I think it kind of depends on what the players want, to be honest. 
if they're willing True. to play the All Star game, do the World, do the Home Run Derby. True. Yeah, I think the players at the end of the day, and we'll talk about this with the next segment about salary cuts. They are the people that you need to please in this whole thing, because if they don't agree, a season's not going to freaking happen. So, um, right, we'll get never mind. We'll get into that later. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I do agree with you, Trav. I like you can touch the playoffs. You can tinker around with them. I think I really like this round robin tournament thing. That's just me. But the World Series, it's got to be untouchable. You can't change it. A seven game World Series, you know, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's a it's a classic. Also, um, I just don't know how you would touch it, like right? Yeah, what could yeah. you do? What could you do to make it better? And <laughs> so, maybe lessen the games, but that's nah, yeah. I think seven games is the ideal amount of games for like a team to prove themselves to be better than the other. Um, all right. So overall takes on the proposal, uh, who wants to go first? I guess I will. Um, I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, for somebody that's not, I mean, there, the MLB has like professional people that, that make up these formats and everything and professional people that, that are creating this whole new season for the COVID uh, season, as it will be known in the future. Um, put a pin in that. It will happen. Um, but, I mean... Writing, yeah. writing history books. Yeah. <laughs> there are some good things, such as, I think, personally, the round robin. I really like that. Um, of course, the DH, thir- uh, the 30 players. Um, but... I feel like there's also just bad things like the 135 games and the double headers and all, and all of that. So I think there's a mix of good and bad here. Um, probably nothing that the MLB will ever use, but it's, it's fun. It's fun just speculating, right? Yeah. I, I'd say overall, I kind of dislike the proposal because I feel like really the parts that I was saying that I like and I think uh, are the better parts of it. We're the ones that are kind of obvious and going to happen, like uh, splitting in geographically and expanding rosters mainly. Um, but I get like, you know, I think Harper was just kind of, you know, he's not a professional. He's just kind of spitballing here, throwing something out, just an idea he had. So it's not like it's a, an official proposal that you should be really harsh about. That's the thing, though. I actually – that's the reason that I'm a big fan of this proposal and while I get that it's really imperfect, um, I appreciate players like Bryce putting this out on social media, trying to be that activist. And they're also allowing fans to give a ton of feedback and be involved in this process. Um, I really think the players are the central actors in this entire thing. Um, so I appreciate them trying to give their input um, and allow, you know, a public image for it. They're not just, you know, trying to hide behind the Players Association or make it secret or everything, because this is a process that I feel like everyone needs to know about. Um, and, you know, there are so many move. like, I can't testify to its feasibility at all. I'm not a business major. There's a ton of different moving parts that probably none of us understand. Um, but I think it includes a lot of interesting ideas and concepts and it seems like we discussed the priority is safety it seems like this could achieve an optimal level of safety 
But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I agree with you. Kind of what you said about like safety. One thing is I don't know how safe it is, not from a, like a corona standpoint, but just from you know, like you said, there could be a lot of injuries with with 135 games. So yeah, I don't know how true. safe that is for Especially them. Especially in that in that close proximity to each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the scary part. I think that's easily the worst part of this proposal, the 135 games. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the Blake Snell situation. Um, so if you guys don't know, Blake Snell, he's a raised pitcher. He's actually a really good player. Um, he, in 2018. Right, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, so, Jack, stop talking down to our audience. <laughs> he, can, he can put – you know, he can talk the talk because he's walked the walk. But um, he made some comments <laughs> regarding uh, the pay cuts that players would receive if the MLB season was to occur later this summer. All these MLB proposals have been released, and all of them involve player cuts. That's just – I feel like that's an inevitable, to, like, inevitable. thing for me. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, like, less – they're going to get less revenue. There's going to be cuts. But I un- kind of do understand where he's coming from, that he's kind of going to be putting himself on the line, you know, with coronavirus, and he doesn't want to risk that uh, for, you know, getting half of the salary that he has kind of earned. Um, but you, can't, you have to, you know, be reasonable and see that there's going to be cuts because there's simply just less revenue. All right. I got, I got kind of a lot to say on this topic, and I don't really know if my – if my thoughts are going to be are going to make sense really because I got to sort of get them all into place still. First of all, he just signed a deal worth five years, $50 million. And that sounds like a lot, but for a Cy Young winning pitcher still in his prime, that's honestly shit. Like you, you got, you guys agree with me there, right? Yeah, no, that's facts. So, so here's the deal. He, what, what you said, Travis, about how he said, how he doesn't want to risk his life. For, for the game, he was, quote, he was quoted pretty much saying, I don't want to risk my life playing baseball, a game I love, pr- uh, like pretty much for the amount of money that he, would, that he would be getting. Like the undertone of that is he would be willing to play the, to risk his life playing baseball if he was getting the, his money. Him saying, like talking about the risking his life part is kind of, is, kind of doesn't really kind of doesn't really matter because he basically said, yeah, I don't care. As long as I get my money, then I'll play. Another thing is he pretty much, I mean, by him talking about this, he's pretty much undermining all the people that are want that are unemployed and those who are working as um, like essential workers, because like, like by him, by him talking about this, he's, he's like, he's bitching about on Twitch like playing a video game in his in his mansion or or wherever he lives, about how he's not going to get his his uh million his millions of dollars when he's still yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when he's still going to get millions of dollars anyway, so, uh money that like money that we know these these people who are unemployed won't see and definitely people who are even essential workers won't see, so he's really just got to learn about who he's talking to. Because he just he doesn't sound likable. He doesn't sound like he does. He just he I, he just has to read the room. He does. He doesn't know who the hell he's talking to here. Because yeah. people, people nowadays see honestly people people see sports 
as just as important as like politics on to, to some people, honestly, me included sports are just as important as politics and they, and people hold what these players say to a very high standard. Okay. So when, when he says this, it just makes him seem dis- dislikable and just, he's not, he's just not up with like what's going on in today's world. Yeah. I, I think that's actually a really good point. And I was going to say, um, so I watched Stephen A. Smith, who I, I really don't think he has any place to talk about baseball. He never covers it. He only covers it when there's a controversy like the Astros. But he's also a really good reporter and an analyst. So I thought it was a good idea to listen to his take. And he says exactly what you are saying, uh, Lucas. He, you know, while he certainly agrees with Snell, and Bryce and Nolan Arenado, who have all expressed, you know, a level of agreement about the cuts. Um, he just thinks it's a really dumb thing to say at this moment with everyone, millions of people in the country struggling for pennies. Um, and these guys are complaining about well, millions. 30 million people, to be more specific. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he, right. I love what you said. Read the room. Blake Snell did not do that. I think it's an important issue, but you got to discuss that in private. This is something that needs to be in the within the players association while like an, a proposal about the season, you know, that can be a social media thing like what Bryce did. Yeah, I I mean I he, the dude can think anything that he wants. Like, I mean it's it's a, it's a free country, freedom of speech, blah 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 blah, blah whatever. But Chill, man. Chill. We're not getting political in here, bro. <laughs> we're not, we're honestly, like we we kind of are at the same time. Um, like he can, he can say whatever he can think, whatever he wants, but just, just do not say it at this point in time. Be like, be like the NFL, be like, be like the NBA. Just let it play out. Just, just let the situation play out and see where this goes. And then, and, and like, if you really, really are struggling with, with this, then say something and be a jackass later, but not now, not now. Yeah. I, I completely understand everything you're saying and you can't really disagree with anything that you guys have said but a point that I'd like to make is Lucas you brought up these essential workers and like especially like when you get to like like grocery workers and stuff um they don't really have much of a choice they kind of have to work Blake Snell he's he's rich he he's in the position where he can kind of say yeah I'm not gonna play because he already has a lot of money you know what I mean? So I'm not saying he's right, but he does, you know, I don't think it's fair to say yet to force him to play when he, you know, doesn't really have to. Think about it this way. Let's say you are set to make $100 million, right? And then they take away $50 million. That's $50 million. You would still be getting $50 million, but – you would also be losing fifty million dollars, and that's a lot. That's a lot of money. I get where he's coming from, but if he just doesn't want to play the season, then he's losing all of that money. He's losing the whole ten. He, he would be losing the whole ten million instead of just part of it if he doesn't play the season. And I think that's what that's what these guys just aren't thinking about. Bryce yeah. Harper has to make what thirty five million dollars next year. If he doesn't play the season, then he then. He's going to lose $35 million. That's just the way it is. And then for those of you who don't know, Bryce Harper pretty much agreed with, with Blake Snell, 
saying like, yeah, man, that's my man. He's someone's finally speaking out about it. So Travis on, on another Twitch stream, by the way, that's all, that's all players are doing right now. Yeah. Lucas. Um, I mean, when I was reading it and thinking about it, I was kind of assuming he already knew that, like, you can't expect to get paid if you don't play, I don't think. Um, I, d- I don't know, honestly. That's kind of what I was assuming. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. And um, obviously, I think this, connects, this goes back to Bryce Harper's proposal, this kind of, a different, this kind of on a different topic, um, wanting to play 135 games because then they can get almost like maybe their full salary because well, they're playing really that. close to a full season. So I think that's why he wants to play that many games because right now they're playing like half as many games. So MLB is like, yeah, you're going to get half as much money. That's a good ass point, actually. I didn't think yeah, that. I didn't think about that at all. That's a really good connection. But I mean, um, honestly, dude, Blake Snell is just mad that he's not getting the money that he probably deserves. He's he's mad at his agent and is taking it out on the entire world. That's the thing, I though. Take. So many people aren't getting the money that they deserve. Yeah. But I don't know if I don't know if athletes have a right to complain about that they when they're making multi-million dollar salaries. This is the equivalent of that weird video of those of all those celebrities like singing singing to people in their mansions. Like <laughs> oh, we're all we're all this together. Like no the fuck we're not. You have like a double decker pool and we are in tiny houses. I know. Yeah, they were singing the John Lennon song. It's a good song. But they fucked it up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I, I think Lucas, both of you guys actually started to hit on this. This was my overall opinion. The players have to realize that if they want to play, if they want to make any semblance of money, they're going to have to accept pay cuts. Because if they don't, the season's not going to freaking happen. So how are you going to get paid? And then that's going to hurt the MLB in the long run. If they miss a whole season of revenue and distributing that revenue, you know, the whole, the whole business is gone pretty much. So you got to iron out this issue. Maybe it doesn't have to be 50%. That's a lot of money that's being taken away. And I think that's maybe a little too extreme. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really know. That's more of an economic thing for the experts to figure it out, but you just, the players, they got it. This is something that needs to stay within the players association it's hurting the MLB's image. I think this is a bullshit call by Blake Snell. Um, and also Bryce to agree with him. You have to kind of think about that. I mean, the MLB is already a dying product. So while it might be the safer thing to just not have an MLB season, you're right. Like that would be a whole, that would be a whole year of not paying players, not getting money to pay players. So if these dudes just don't want to play, then that could be jeopardizing the entire league and game that they love. Yeah, exactly. They can go play in Korea for, for all I care. <laughs> Trav. And Lucas, I think you've, you've said this like multiple times. I think you're completely right. They're not really thinking about the big picture. I think they're really just thinking about themselves and they want their money. And I get it. Like, I mean, but I think they have to understand that they might not make any money with this, you know, the Blake's not attitude. I'm like, like, yeah, if you don't want to, you know, risk contracting coronavirus or spreading it, you don't have to, but you're not going to make any money if you don't want to play. So I think they have to recognize that if they uh, are going to, you know, act this way. 
I I probably sound hypocritical as hell because I was just shitting on Bryce for agreeing with Blake Snell. And then earlier I was praising Bryce for being a baseball activist. But I, I think was just, I was thinking about that. Again. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to explain it though. Um, yeah, no, I, I love Bryce Harper. I fuck with Bryce Harper heavy. Um, but I think this situation in particular, I think it's good to be an activist in terms of changing the dynamics of baseball, like how it's played, you know, the playoff format, things like that. I think that's cool. Um, but like the economic part of it, it just, this really gives off a bad vibe to me. Um, and I think this is something where his, like the activist side of him, it, it should have been reduced a little bit. This has got to stay out of the public picture. Yeah. Like, cause money or money is a touchier subject, you know, in the whole, in the grand scheme of thing than just proposing, you know, a few changes to the playoff format. And this is the stuff that you go to the players' union for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this is also a reflection of just honestly the upper management of the MLB, like Rob, like Rob Manfred. I mean, like you, like you see, like you see Adam Silver of the NBA pretty much telling the players of the, the players like nobody say anything, just let this all play out, okay? And you don't you don't really see Rob Manfred taking any leadership in this in this uh, pandemic at all. I mean, we all know he's probably the worst commissioner in sports. I mean, even worse than Goodell. He's ass. Um, I, I actually he, agree. Rob Manfred is ass. He, he had, he had, he just, he cannot make, he cannot, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say this correctly. He does not know how to make the game more exciting. He does these little things every year, but he, but he just can't get it. I mean, that, that's kind of going off topic, but this is just another example of his just bad leadership of the MLB. He just – he can't – he doesn't have control of his players. And that, that's, just, that's just the facts. He let the Astros go off scot-free. Yeah. Barely yep. any punishment. I know. I know. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of a whole other thing. But at the same time, it, it ties in. It ties in, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, any more comments from either either of you guys about the situation? Um, I'd like to just take it back to the Bryce Harper proposal because there's one thing we didn't touch on, which was the suspension of the next two seasons. Or like, oh, yeah. not suspension, but uh, starting them later. The delayed start, yeah. For this proposal. And that's another thing that I just hated. Like, I'd rather just, you know, delete this season, you know, don't do anything, then sacrifice uh, future seasons and have it affect that time. I'd rather just... Uh, take our losses now and get full seasons in the future. But I, I actually disagree with you, Trav. I I liked that idea of staggering the next few seasons a little bit later, or what is it, a little bit earlier, like a month earlier um, each time, because I think that's the most realistic way to do it because we don't know how we're going to be able to contain this pandemic or the virus or whatever the hell. Um, I don't know. I just thought I actually really liked that. I thought that was pretty smart on Bryce's behalf. Well, yeah. If we have to uh, push back those seasons, then yeah, we have to push back the seasons. I get that, but mainly because I think Bryce is favoring playing all those games this year. That forces them to push back. If they only play eighty-two games, they won't have to push back those seasons. But Bryce is trying to 
cram in these 132 great games, which is, you know, now affecting the 2022-2023 season, which I just really don't like. That's true, yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I really had nothing to say about that, honestly. I'm, just, I'm still thinking about what Travis said about how Bryce probably only made it so many games so that they could make it so that they could probably get all their money. I'm still thinking – I'm still on that. Like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, Trav, you're a genius, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. And I think the MLB is trying to conserve their money as much as they can because they know the financial turmoil that they're in. Yeah, I think this connects – all of this shit connects to the MLB's biggest issue, which has been going on for the past – decade maybe two decades and it's simply just the declining of its popularity attendance has been down i saw a statistic earlier like seven percent since 2015 which doesn't sound like that much but in the grand scheme of things that's a lot of money being lost um and it just hurts the game so um we'll see where this all leads all leads to um it's a very interesting subject will the mlb return who the hell knows at this point? I hope it does. Uh, Trav, what do you have to say? Uh, I mean, one thing we didn't mention, like with this whole virus, you know, the MLB probably will be the first thing to return. Not saying it's re- going to return anytime soon, but compared to other sports, it seems well, like MLB will be back first. Like it's, going, like it's going to return in July. I thought that was – That's that the was... plan. That's the plan. Well, dude, Lucas, it it's all contingent on – the fucking health officials and state yeah, governors. Yeah. And yeah. I agree with that. Like, you know, that's the priority, but I, I am pretty confident. We have a lot of States reopening. I, what I was going to say is having the most, having the most cases that they've had since the beginning because of the opening, there's going to be, there's going to be a spike, man. It's going to happen and it's not going to be good. All right. Let's stop getting all, all political. I ain't gonna finish what I was gonna say. We're not, yeah, we're not bio- biologists. <laughs> no, it's facts. Yeah, I took biology 101 this year, so I know what I'm talking about. In 1918, when the Spanish flu was was just destroying the world, the the people of Philadelphia went out to celebrate the uh, the ending of World War One, and then a spike in the flu happened, and thousands more people died. That's what's about to happen. I was gonna say. The MLB will probably be the first thing to come back, which will probably be good for will be good for the sport because people are desperate for stuff right now. They'll watch the MLB. Yes, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I mean, so, it, it's like the thing, and this is kind of kind of to play devil's advocate. Like, even bad press, any press is good press. So even though Blake Snell is arguably doing a dumb thing. With this comment, it's bringing, it's making Stephen A. talk about the MLB. So who knows? Could be a good thing. Same with the Astros. Right. Yeah. All right. Should we wrap it up? I've got nothing else to say. Uh, well, that's it for that's it for this pod, everyone. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Remember, follow uh, the podcast on uh, Twitter at at FeverPod. Follow me on Twitter at. Uh, at Eagles Countdown, and of course, follow Travis on Instagram at uh, Ace Fantasy Sports for all your fantasy sports advice and stuff of that nature. Uh, so, 
if you liked if you liked the pod, comment comment on Twitter. Uh, let us know how you feel. Um, and stay tuned for Friday's uh, predictions of the second half of the Eagles schedule. All right. Peace out, everyone. See ya.